0: in got lucky there, as Indiana seemed to have it going their way.
1: This is Ellen Ginsburg, uh, speaking over the wavelengths of WCBN. But is that right? That's right. WCBN, that's right. Who are a small station specializing in quality programming and need listener support so they don't have to depend on the neoconservative government and their censorship.
2: As many of you know, WCBN-FM is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. I'm talking with Floyd Remley, a retired data analyst who claims to have listened to WCBN continuously since January 23rd, 1972. Is that right, Mr. Remley? Yes, that's right. Night and day for 50 years. I've heard every program on WCBN-FM since the beginning. Well, don't you sleep at night? Well, of course, yes, but I like to keep the radio going in the living room and just turn it down a bit. I don't want to disturb the neighbors. I see. Uh, Mr. Remley, is this the radio you've been listening to WCBN on all these years? Yes, they don't make them like this anymore. This Zenith Transoceanic portable is still going strong since I first tuned it to WCBN for sounds I couldn't hear anywhere else. Well, I'm sure you've had to change the batteries at some point. You know, I thought of that about 49 years ago, so I bought another one and just switch radios every few months. I see. Is there anything you haven't heard in 50 years of listening to WCBN? That's funny you should ask, because I've been keeping a checklist of the various kinds of music they play. And I was down to two that I've never heard. Tasmanian ska and Lithuanian zither music. But uh, Brian played some Tasmanian ska last week, so that just leaves the Lithuanian zither. Well, give it time, Mr. Remley. I'm sure WCBN will get around to that too. No doubt, yes. And I would like to urge everyone who's listening to donate to the radio station at WCBN.org during the 50th anniversary fundraiser from now until February 20th so that I can complete my checklist soon. Say, are those fresh batteries you have there? Because I'll be needing another set soon. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Remley, for sharing your WCBN experiences with us. And remember, you don't need to listen 24 hours a day to appreciate the diversity of sound that WCBN has to offer. Show your support by visiting wcbn.org and clicking the Donate tab. I so like Blossom, dearie. This is Noam Chomsky. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Glad to be with you.
0: Hi, this is George Saunders. This is Charles Baxter.
3: I'm T. Hetzel, and today in the studio we have Andrea Barrett.
0: This is Gary Snyder.
2: I'm Nami Moon. This is Richard Price. Listen to Living Writers Wednesdays on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Eastern Standard Time. Conversation, that's fine. We'll have fun.
3: living writers I'm T Hetzel and today I'm so pleased to have Andre Williams here in the studio with me Andre welcome and thanks for being here
1: thank you very much thank you very much
3: and so why why did you choose that that's one of your songs why did you choose that one to to lead us off you're you're a special guest here at WCBM, Thank you. Um, much fated and lauded here around these parts and um, and everywhere. Thanks for coming in our fundraiser too, perfectly welcome. Because <laughs> I think you're going to make a sparkle. Where it will be a little more dazzling with you around for this hour <laughs> here at WCBN. Thank you, Andre. So you're you're visiting because you're currently on a book tour with your your first, your fictional debut. Right, right. (laughs) And it's called Sweets and Other Stories. This is out by Kickbook, Miriam Lina, editor and publisher. The book just looks great. Did you love it when you saw it?
1: I went completely (laughs) (laughs) woo-woo. I mean, Marion did such a fantastic job on that cover, man. The cover is just, uh, by itself, is just fantastic. She did a great job on the whole project.
3: It's it looks almost like it's like this old school look to it. Exactly, Just, yeah. that's
1: exactly what it is. It it's is definitely old
3: school. And on the back, if you're carrying this around town with you, like I've been, it says the top uh, red band says "Good reading for the minions," and then "Jailbait" is in huge letters. <laughs> so, before we go any further, Andre, I'm going to read your short bio okay. here on the back of "Sweets and Other Stories." Andre Williams was born in Bessemer, Alabama in 1936. He spent his teen years in Chicago relocating to Detroit, Michigan after a stint in the Navy. He went into the entertainment field recording many top hits including Bacon Fat, Greasy Chicken, Jail Bait, and Pulling Time for the legendary Fortune Records label. He earned the nickname Mr. Rhythm for the hundreds of classic masters that he has written, performed on, or produced. He continues to create music and make his home back in Chicago. Sweets is his first collection of fiction. So, Andre, you're used to touring, but you're used to touring with with a band, and now it's with a a book as well. You were in New York City, weren't you? That's what the the book's launch. What was that like?
1: That was was fantastic. I mean, it, it was a total sellout. Uh, the first time, well, that was my first book signing, and I was totally in awe when I seen all of these sophisticated bourgeois sitting up in there, oh, woo-woo over me. You know, it's generally...
3: Well-deserved woo-woo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, generally my crowd is, deronchi, let's <laughs> do it, run about, kick them in the booty, uh type people and all of a sudden here I am sitting in front of um uh, the uh anti smokers and the and the pro golfers and uh and the
3: uh, And you were in a church, right? Cuz it was St. Mark's, sweepers. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the church was packed.
3: Uh.
1: And they were all wearing uh sophisticated clothes it was a it was a new experience for me and it was my first book reading so I really didn't know how to go about it so I just asked them could I just come off the top of my head as Andre Williams generally do lots of times it get me in trouble but uh, that's generally my method of procedure so here we are.
3: Yes. And even if they had said, well, obviously they agreed, but who could say no, right? You were going to do it anyway. <laughs> the well, Andre Williams way.
1: I was going to sneak it in, yes. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> Can you tell us about, like, how did this book start? Because, you, of course, you've been writing songs and music, and um, like you you helped write Stevie Wonder's first hit. Um right. And so, you've, uh, you know, you've been writing songs, is it, since 19... 19- 50 was that
1: 1955
3: 55 mm-hmm. and that was with Fortune Records. Right. Well maybe well, let's start there instead. How okay. did you get that 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 break cuz you came you, you were born in Alabama, then you spent some time in Chicago, went back to Alabama for a while, but then you you decided to go to Detroit.
1: Well, um, what happened was I didn't want to I didn't want to after I left the Navy, I didn't want to go back to Chicago. And one of uh, one of my best friends who was in the Navy with me was from Detroit. And he invited me to come to Detroit and start my life anew. Plus, he had a gorgeous little sister that we wound up getting married. She was about 17. I think I was 19. Uh, and... I I eventually wind up staying there. So as a result, I couldn't get, I couldn't, I wanted to be a policeman. I don't know.
3: Now, that's that's something else for Andre Williams to say. I'm trying to tell you
1: how my ambition was to be a policeman. I would never know how that came about. Anyway, uh, the guy that gave me the police test didn't like me from Jump Street. Right from the beginning, he was a lieutenant on the police force. He didn't particularly care about me because I didn't care whether he cared or not. And he knew I didn't care. So that fell through. So I'm walking around Detroit, uh, broke, no money. And I was kind of shamefaced with my friend supporting me. I went to a a theater called a Wallfield Theater and a lady by the name of Miss Wallfield owned the theater and every Wednesday she would have amateur shows and people from all over the city would come on a Wednesday night and participate in the amateur show so I decided I, I was going to the movie I was very depressed and I went, to the, I went to the theater and I'm sitting in the theater and I see this flash come across the screen Amateur show at 10 o'clock. First prize, $25. That's
3: like a gold mine. I'm telling (laughs)
1: you. So I say, now, I got to have this $25. Now, I got to figure out what can I do to win this $25. So I say, I'm going to write a song. So that was about 7.30. And the amateur show started at nine: 30, so that gave me two hours to come up with this song. So I'm thinking, "What kind Your first of, song: The first song. So I'm thinking and I'm thinking, and I said, I know what I'll do. I'll write a song that goes something like this. I'm a long stranger from across the track. I got a pocket full of money and a Cadillac saying hi-yo, hi-yo, silver ride. And I sung that song, and it won the first prize. So I won that $25. And if you win, you had a chance to come back the following week and participate for the $25 again. So I came back the second time. And I said, now I got to add something else on to the singing, so I decided I'd dance a little. So on the dance, on on the front of the stage, they had a big orchestra pit, you know, where right at the end of the stage is the orchestra pit, pit, and it was about six feet deep from the stage. So being Andre Williams, the genius that I am, I decided... That I would jump from the stage into the middle of the aisle in the theater over the orchestra booth. And I got halfway in the air, and I decided I was not going to make it <laughs> to the other side. Oh, I started flapping my wings and everything, but it didn't work. And I looked around, and I was in the middle of the air, in the middle of that orchestra booth, and I fell down in the middle of the orchestra booth, right on top of all of the, the musicians and the whole bit.
3: Which section did you land in? Was it the brass? The was it oh the drummer? <laughs> oh, I just something-
1: landed right in his <laughs> drums and the whole bit. So the lady there, her name was Miss Wallfield. She's she said, "This guy, we got the, this guy's got something
3: star potential, obviously." Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> So she called Miss. She called Miss Wallfield. She called uh, Miss Brown, who was the president of Fortune Records, and she, and uh, she said, "You got to come and see this guy. I mean, this guy comes up with something different every Wednesday. You know, he never ceased to amaze me. So you, you got to come down and see it, See him. So Miss Brown came down to the Wallfield Theater. This was the fifth week straight that I had won the show." And Miss Wallfield seen me, and she signed me that night with Fortune Records. So that was the beginning. She had a group called the Five Dollars. No, they wasn't named. They were named the El Matadors. <laughs> and of course, again, me being the genius that I am, I'd say, "Well, this name is not going to work in the big time. We got to come up with a name, a real good name." So she said, okay, that was the weekend. She said, okay, I'll give you guys over the weekend to come up with a name. Well, that weekend, we went to Chicago to audition for VJ Records. Well, you know, because we had heard some bad stuff about Fortune Records. So we was just trying to cover all the bases. And uh, Calvin Carter, who was the A&R man for VJ Records, he auditioned us. And he said, you got to come up with a tricky name. So he came up with the name, The Five Dollars.
3: Why was that tricky? Was it like what?
1: Well, because money. Okay. You know, <laughs> Can't go wrong $5. with that. How yeah. you going to miss the
3: dollars? <laughs> and it's a fundraiser.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Andre. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, we, we bought the name, The Five Dollars, and we went back to Detroit. And we told Miss Brown about it. She said that name sounds tricky, so we'll use that. So the next thing was to figure out what kind of song was we wanna was we gonna record. Well, me knowing that I wasn't the world's greatest singer, you know, always have known that, and never proclaimed to be a great singer. I've always said I was an entertainer. This singer thing got tagged on to me by other people. So anyway, we were trying to figure out what kind of material were we going to come up with. Well, I thought about the I thought about the the trip down south, that so we went down to Memphis to audition to do a show at the Blues House, which was where all of the big artists, B.B. King and everybody, would sing on Bill Street at this club, and we went down there to audition for Clifford Brown. yeah, his name was Clifford Brown, too. And um, he hired us on. He let us stay there. He gave us room and board. Didn't pay us. We just got room and board, and he fed us. And we stayed there for about four weeks. So on the way back to Chicago, I'm looking out the window, and I'm seeing all of these cotton pickers, you know, picking cotton. And I and I'm thinking. And I said, now I got to come up with a song, and I'm looking at these cotton pickers. You're seeing some cotton pickers with the sacks on their backs. So I said, that's a song. And then it was, uh, I was eating a bacon, egg, and tomato sandwich, which the bacon fat came from. So I put all that together, and when we got back to Chicago, I said, Miss Brown, I think I got an idea. Why don't we try to do a song with me talking? She said, oh, no, that's out of the question, Andre. We don't, you know, what is songs? songs? You're supposed to sing songs, Andre, not talk them. it just happened that Ernie Durham, which was Ernie Durham, the biggest blues disc jockey in Detroit at the time, he was in the studio, and uh, he heard me do Bacon Fat, and he said, Dorothy, if you record it, I'll play it. So, you know, it was hard to get people to play your record unless you had payola in the first place. And it was hard to get him to play a record, period, let alone pay a talking record. And when he said he would play it, then Miss Brown immediately jumped right on it. And we recorded Bacon Fat.
3: And let's hear some of it, Andre. We'll take a short break, and okay. we'll be right back. Today, Andre Williams, his book, Sweets. Let's hear Bacon Fat
0: m mm.
4: Sacks on their backs they say, amen yeah. Glad to see you back We got a new dance They call uh, bacon fat It goes oh, Help yourself, yeah Then you go Oh, but the chicken was never like this Yeah oh, Now then I went down to see my local DJ His name is Kane, he lived down Tennessee way I said, hey man, what's this new kind of jump? Where you wind up twice and then you end up with a bump. He said, dig daddy, this is a natural fact. It's a sweep in the south, that thing the bacon fat, you go. Oh, how myself. Entertain the people, young'in. Oh, help yourself. Oh, now play it good, now play it good.
3: Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today on the program, Andre Williams is here in the studio. Now I feel like the roar of the crowd. <laughs> we should have a button for that, Andre. <laughs> so, Andre, when we were at, at the the break, then you were you were talking about um, one of the the songs, and you you just started singing. And I wish I I don't know. Do you do you want to finish that story you were telling uh, me off mic?
1: Oh, you were asking me about. Uh, I think we were talking about Tijuana. How did how did I come up with the Tijuana? Well, the Clovis had made a song called. Let's see, how did it go down in Mexicali? There's a cool little place that I know, Smokey Joe's Cafe. He wears a red bandana, the cool piano, you know, cookie tonk down in Mexico. That was where I got the idea of bacon fat from. That was from the Clovers, uh,
3: or down in Tijuana, down in, that one, okay, yeah, right,
1: that's where that came from.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it has a it has that different. Yeah, it has that sort of south Overtime. of the border yeah. border feel to That's it.
1: Exactly okay. where it came from.
3: Let's talk about this talking rather than singing thing. Okay. <laughs> so when you when you did it, and you were going to do it anyway, right? No matter what they said. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so was this the first time it had ever been recorded in a song at at you know at Fortune Records or or anywhere?
1: Well, actually. As far as my knowledge, that was the first talk record. But Costa Clovis' song was almost talking. He was singing it a little, but he was saying me- melodically, you know. But I was straight talking, poetically, and um, that's how that went. That was yeah, that was the first. I guess that was one of the first ever talking songs that ever you know clicked.
3: And so then you opened it up for other people to have oh, have, yeah. have that as well. Oh, yeah. And you have some poems in suites in your book, a few poems. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you feel like you, like when you when you just said, it's poetically, when you, you would speak poetically, and, mm-hmm. and songs are poems, right. aren't they? Well, that's you know. where
1: they originate from, yeah. Um, well, the songs that's here on suites, they were written for songs. But what happened was We had to fill the book up, so we just took a whole bunch of songs and um, wrote them down and made poems out of them and put them in the back of the book. But I I had structured those poems for songs, but since we needed to fill the book up because my stories were so quick. You know, I didn't write one in big dictionary type stories. Mine are quick and to the point.
3: Yeah, kind of like the man himself here, right? <laughs>
1: well, kind of like uh, when you're having sex. You want to get it over with.
3: Over with? <laughs> yeah, quick. Okay. Well that's the um
1: Did I say the wrong thing? No, nah, okay. no.
3: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say the wrong thing. <laughs> okay. Say whatever you want. And yeah, ask I... that it's a fundraiser because <laughs> Yeah, I also like the, um I'd I'd
1: also like to ask you people uh you people that's lucky enough to listen to us uh come on and um go in your pocket and you know that seven dollars that you were spending for cigarettes, skip a pack of cigarettes and throw it our way because that- these kids these kids uh these kids can use it. I see a couple of them look around here they look like they had the same t shirt on for two weeks.
3: So, so I'm. <laughs> That's
2: totally true. <laughs>
1: is
3: it true? That's Brian Delaney, our engineer, and you just heard him as DJ Blackout on the oh, show before. Oh, okay.
1: No, not did not. He works this, at night. Oh, well, this is not derogatory, <laughs> but I'm just saying how soulful this station is, and how real these people are that, you know, you people should go ahead in your back pocket and peel off one of those five or ten dollars and throw it in there. I'm gonna put five dollars in instead of buying me um uh one of them energy drinks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: think,
1: Thank you, Andre. I think <laughs> I'll just I think I'll just do, donate it to uh To the studio and skip the energy drink. Um, Well, yeah, instead of having sex tonight, I think I'll just donate the $10 to the the radio station and skip the sex
3: tonight. The purse is growing. (laughs) I think, and I also see that we've got callers on the line. So if you get a busy signal, please call us back. I mean, Um, callers.
1: Look, people. Now, I know you people are very, I know you people have a lot to do especially with this being this time of day. But take the time out. You you know, you never realize your blessings never come from where you put them. Your blessings always come from unexpected places. So if you want to get blessed, go ahead and bless somebody else and see if it come back to you. These kids need help. And help them out because they're giving me water. Instead of giving me a, a drink or some energy drinks or something. We will me see the, about yeah, getting you an energy yeah, drink. Is anyone that, out there listening that, can bring us also no, an energy drink as well as a donation? And they feed, they feed me with cups of cold, clear water. Now, you know they need some money. Bad. So help them out, y'all. Come on in help them out and make a donation. That's all I got to say about that.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Andre. Yeah. Now, that was, you should be listening to uh, Andre Williams. Oh, my mom just called and made a pledge. Thank you, Sally Hetzel.
1: You mean, oh, man, we got mothers giving up money? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, That's some mothers don't generally do. It, give up the paper.
3: It must be your sultry voice, Andre. I don't
1: know. Hello, darling. Put five more dollars to it, sweetheart.
3: <laughs> I think we're gonna get, we're gonna play this on a loop, Andre. After you leave, I think, and I think if this will be, you're, you're our lucky charm. What was what was a moment that happened to you when you said your blessings never come from where you expect them? What what's a moment like that for you, Andre?
1: Well, I never do something for something in return. When I do somethin,g it's because either I want to date their mother or I want to date their sister. There's an alternative motive involved when Andre Williams give up his precious time. So having said that, at the risk of saying something really dirty, I think I'll leave it right there.
3: (laughs) Thanks, Andre. (laughs) you know if if we were on late at night we could keep you know well keep I it, ro- wanna, keep it I, rolling
1: well i want to <laughs> i want to try to practice keeping it kind of clean because that's not my forte i'm not a very clean man you know no i really well you're very,
3: mean, well because okay. you're you're super sharp and when you were saying you're at saint mark's when we were looking out at it, all the people who came to the the reading and the book signing i mean you're super sharp and style is something that's a-1, right? You've, you said, I think I read somewhere you said you decided ever since you saw Cab Calloway and how right. he was turned out.
1: I said, when I saw Cab Calloway in 1952, I said to myself, I'm going to be just like that guy. I'm going to wear them suits. And my father always said, Andre, always dress to your cause Try to dress like what you're about, you know. And
3: what we are looking to,
1: yeah. Because if you if you if you go in and ask somebody to make a contribution, you don't go in there wearing overalls, because they're gonna give you what you look like, and that's in even even in a contribution. Uh, you want to look good, so they'll contribute good. You know, if you've got overalls, they're going to give you a half a dollar. If you go in with a $100 suit, then they might give you $10. So I just figured that I'd go the suit route. And look the part. And look the part. And they'd be embarrassed handing me a dollar. Because I'll get that back to them. Hey, you know, I don't need this dollar. You take it back.
3: <laughs> However, WCBN will take a dollar. Right. If you'd like to call well, in, but, we will take that dollar. <laughs> well,
1: they'll take it, but I'll tell you this you're not going to get the blessing that you would have gotten if you only give a dollar. You have to give for what you so. Put yourself in the position of the people who needs it. How much? Would you want? How much? How much would you need? How much would you expect, or uh, would appreciate somebody helping you out with a dollar? Of course not. At least get enough to buy a pack of cigarettes, or uh, buy your a beer. Uh, you know, give the folks something. And you folks out there, if you can afford to listen to the radio this time of day, evidently you're not working. So you must be making money from somewhere because you have to make a living. So spend some of that money with us today. Call (laughs) in and give us a little piece of your... Action.
3: And thank you, Andre Williams. You're thank welcome. you. You you are a superstar. And you are and if you're listening on a podcast, hey, it's not too late. True. Um, and so today we're gonna take a short break. Today we've got Andre Williams here, as you know by now, his latest, his book, Sweets and Other Stories. We'll be right back.
4: I'm going down to Giovana. <laughs> You wanna
3: got living writers i'm t hetzel today andre williams is here andre williams i've got some good news for you listeners um if you're with us you you know you've been listening you know it's our fundraiser
1: well since since my recent birthday i decided to cut down oh. a little on this on the dance and and, the, and that's november 1st right but after the last one you know after my last birthday in order to sing all these songs in one show I have to kind of cut down on the singing or the dancing, the dancing.
3: dancing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so
1: I can say that energy, you know, to do the whole show. So I'm doing a little of all of it. A little of all. We've got a pretty good mix.
3: Well, Andre, can you tell us a little bit about how, what was the, the beginning of sweets and other stories? How did, how did this project start? Because you've always been writing and writing songs, writing poems. So how did the fiction start? Ooh, ooh! We've got an energy drink delivery. Thank you, <laughs> thank you.
1: Well, <laughs> nothing but the blues. Now, where are we at now? Let's take oh, me back.
3: Okay, how did how did this start? With you've been you've writing songs and poems your entire life. So, how did sweets come into being? Why did you decide to start writing some fiction?
1: Well, actually, and
3: is it really fiction?
1: Well, no. <laughs> it's 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 the coloured up truth. But in order to to disguise names, places and things, I had to do a little coloring on it and add some, you know, some different type things to so it wouldn't just tell on people. But there actually Uh, there actually was a sweets.
3: That's what I was going to ask you, because the book is dedicated to sweets.
1: She actually she actually was a young girl who became a drug entrepreneur. She became a A drug dealer she
3: was like a czar
1: she she was (laughs) she was a czar and she wasn't five feet tall she was a little short little scrumpy scrappy little thing she learned from a professional drug dealer and what else she got me hooked Uh. and I used to go to her to get drugs on credit (laughs) that's why I loved it so much because I, I didn't have to have money all the time to get my drugs.
3: And so that was in Chicago, Andre? Uh, yes. So, cause it's, so it's placed in Chicago because that's the setting of the story, too. Yeah. When you mentioned, um, like when we were joking and you said, well, I'm trying to be clean, Is that so is that what you mean? What did you mean by that? Because I sort of took it to the the style direction.
1: No, the clean meant that I'm drug-free you know, <laughs> since I realized that I wasn't going nowhere fast. And that um life was catching up with me. And um I cannot say this without being dirty. Um,
0: hmm. Hmm.
1: My sex consumption have decreased. How did that sound?
3: Sounds, sounds. That's a good way to put it. Well, well, yeah. I, but hopefully there's there's been a turnaround. No, well, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about this on the air. Well, yeah,
1: well, actually, actually, like the older you get, the more, you know, the more you you're not as aggressive as you used to be, at which I'm not anymore. I'm I'm more after money now. You know than I am after sex,
3: (laughs) but always (laughs) the music, right? (laughs) Always the music.
1: (laughs) Yeah, before it was like sex, sex first, money second. But now, yeah, do without the sex. If I get a hundred dollar bill, I'll take the hundred dollar bill rather than uh, a piece of a a a a.
3: So and you know and while we're at it. Call and donate a $100 bill, maybe, to $100. Um, you have got Andre Williams here. He's already given you many reasons why you should call us here at the station. So, Sweets, it's, I thought it was interesting reading the book, Andre, that your, your main character, Sweets. All at, right,
1: let me oh. cut in on you. Okay. Oh. All <laughs> right. DC Harbold just donated $20. Woohoo! Now. What I want to say to you, my friend, is I hope that the rest of this week be nothing but positive for you, because you have done a positive thing, and I hope you have nothing but good luck from now until next Wednesday. No, I won't put a date on it. (laughs) You're like our, our our angel, Andre,
3: our guardian angel well, here, you know, <laughs> I just, I just,
1: I just, I'm just so thankful for you guys having me on your show because you know this is this is a privilege. Oh,
3: this as, oh. as
1: well as it is a, a financial opportunity. You know, I told you I'm all about the money now. If with people hearing all of this. Uh, I think it's gonna bold well with me, so yeah, I'm all for it.
3: Well it's an absolute honor having you here. Thank and it, you. so and if so if some of the the um, the other outcomes are financial, all the better. <laughs>
1: well I'm sure they are. I mean here's the the proof of the pudding is in the Eden.
3: That's right. That's you know. right. <laughs> and
1: and DC Harbold right now is at the top of my list as of good guys.
3: That's great. That's great. Well, you know what I thought was great in in your book that people can also pick up a copy of let's see Saturday at uh, book Bookbeat in Oak Park and then here Sunday at Cafe Ambrosia in town. Sweets the main character and then your narrator for the for the ne- your your the other main story. They're both Andre they're both women. And so I thought it was interesting that that's how you chose to, to write. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you've, you know, your songs and your music, very racy, very, I would say, male. And then here in the fiction, the the stories are being concentrated on the, the, the females. Okay. <laughs>
1: My answer to that is the older you get, the more apologetic you become. And I'm apologizing to all of the women and trying to build their self-esteem up. So I'm catering to the women now. Instead of putting them down, I'm building them up. Because I think women are the greatest thing that walked the face of the earth. I didn't feel that way a couple of years ago. When I thought I was the great Masahara, <laughs> but now as I got older and realized that I'm not the only person walking on this God green earth, that there's other people walking on this earth too, and that this is a sharing process, I decided that I'd write to what's most interesting, and what can you think of would be most more interesting than women. I mean, I think women are the most interesting subjects in the world. Uh, Can you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. What would the world be without her sweets? You know, this girl suffered. She had six brothers that was killed in one night. They All six of them were members of the Black Panthers. And they all got killed all at one time. On top of that, she had twins at a young age. She got pregnant. Her mother was anti-drugs and uh, anti-unmarried women having babies. So her mother kicked her out of the house. It just happened that the guy that got her pregnant was a big time drug dealer, and she had to go to him in order to seek some kind of shelter. You know, I mean, she's pregnant. Her mother kicked out the house. She had no. She had nobody to turn to but this guy. And when this guy picked, when this guy got her an apartment and a place to stay, he gets killed by another rival drug gang. So there she was again out in the cold. It was just on and on and on and on circumstances that kept her in dire straits. So after she had made up her mind that she had to make a living, she decided that she'd go for the only thing she knew and that was what her boyfriend taught her, and that was how to sell drugs. So she just thought she'd figure out a new approach to selling drugs. So she came up with this scheme, and that's where it came from.
3: Where did you write this, In Andre. rehab. And
1: in- I was in rehab. I had nothing to do, and I had to find something to do, or I wasn't going to stay in rehab. So the lady suggested that Marion suggested that I'd write some stories. Some to thank you, some to Kill Time. And I started on the story and I was trying to figure out what what could I write about? There's so much that I could write about, I had to figure out well what would what could be my what do they call your first time doing something? Your debut. Yeah. I decided what would I what what would be a perfect Andre Williams debut? And I say, women. Of course, women. I mean, what, what better debut can you have? So Can't think of one. I, I'm sure you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was my friend called me up. I had been in rehab about a month. And he said, how you doing, Andre, in the rehab? I said, uh, I'm doing all right, but I'm getting ready to get the hell out of here because I'm getting bored. I got nothing to do. So I'm getting ready to, you know, this is getting bored, this rehab thing. I ain't got no drugs and no women. And I'm sitting in this place all by myself pulling my pud. I guess you all know what pulling your pud means. You guys know what pulling. You
3: oh, and I think I just got it too. I just got it too. You did it. <laughs> You're listening to WCBN FM, Ann Arbor, <laughs> and Andre Will- <laughs> Williams.
1: <laughs> so what? Ha- so what happened was I just decided that I would write a book. Uh, he came up, she came up, said Andre, why don't you write a book? Why you ain't doing nothing? Maybe that'll keep you interested and keep you in the rehab.
3: And this is Miriam Lina.
1: Yeah, this is Marion. Yeah, yeah. Then I decided, okay, I'll try it. And she said, I'll give you $200 a week for five pages every week. You send me five pages, and I'll send you a check every Monday. Well, I was all the way down for that. <laughs>
3: yeah. Ever since the Warfield? Yes, sir. Theater.
1: I said, here we go again. <laughs> right. So I went and. Um, Start writing five pages, and every Friday, I'd put it in the mail, and every Monday, for the whole time that I was in rehab, I'd get the check. And then when she finished it, she said, Andre, this is going to be a great book. I said, you really think so? She said, I know so. And that's how it started. And she put the book together.
3: And so, so Andre, what is? it sounds like that was a way of... Writing was a a way back to some yourself. Like at the time, you could have maybe gone gone back. It sounded like you were bored, and you were like, uh, let's or whatever it is. Some some action. And but this was now. It sounds like you said I'm I'm clean. That's what I want to be. Right. And so it was the writing some way back to I don't know. Like it I, was the
1: bridge. It was the bridge over troubled waters. You know, it it brought me back to reality. And the longer I stayed there, the more I wanted to get out of that mess and see some life, you know, because I thought I was really living the life, but I didn't realize what life really was until I got sober. What do you mean? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting money now. It used to be I'd. I, Go to bed. When I wake up, every morning I'd be broke. Now I wake up, I have a few dollars in my pocket. Uh, I got a few Christian girlfriends. Oh, Nothing like a Christian girlfriend, boy. I tell you. <laughs> fellas, get yourself a Christian girl, and you'll really be getting a hold of something. Trust me. No, no, no. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> and don't forget to give to wcbn And don't
1: forget to give to... 8803.3 <laughs> but stay away from the jailbait fella. Stay away from the jailbait.
3: <laughs> um this is good. some good advice coming at you from Andre Williams. Absolutely. Has it always been like that for music cuz when you when you started we started off the program it sounded like it just happened by accident cuz there was that sign at the theater that flashed on and, and you thought, I'm going to, I can do that. I can get this $25. I can, I can win. But what did it become? Like the, the music and the, the songwriting, because basically that's your, your whole life so far. Right. You've been involved in some way. With Shape, music. Form fashion. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm a firm believer that you do nothing by accident, you know, tomorrow is not by accident. Whatever happens tomorrow is something that you did today that's going to shake tomorrow up, I believe. You know. I mean, I'm just coming to all of these uh, fantastic conclusions over the last two years. But that's just my belief. You know, any, anything that you do today is going to come back at you in some shape, form, or fashion. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a mind-boggling story about that. I met a girl in Miami, and I was dating her for about four months. And finally, I asked her to pop the big question. And when I popped the big question to her, I got the surprise of my life. How's that? She was a stud. She was a man.
3: Oh, that is surprising. I <laughs> did not see that coming.
1: I was totally shocked. I mean, I <laughs> Wait, but
3: she was the love I of your you. life at the moment? No, I Andre. Mean,
1: I was so on her. You know, I say this is going to be my peace. I had planned a lot of things ahead. But when that night came and I found out that she was a man, that's when I started realizing what life was all about, that life is full of surprises, that life is full of surprises. And the more you search for them surprises, the more you're going to find them. (laughs) So it's best, don't go searching.
3: Well, have you been searching, though, Andre? Because it seems like every like so many amazing things so far and and you said you get what's coming to you in oh, some yeah. ways, so
1: well, what I mean by that is that goes back to d c Harbold that twenty dollars that he donating he's going to get that back in so many different ways that i can't imagine what it's going to be, and probably he can't even imagine. But some kind of way, shape, form, of fashion, that twenty dollars is going to come back to him. Mm-hmm. That is an investment in humanity.
3: But will you, you know? yes, yeah.
1: You know what I'm trying to say.
3: And that's what it seems like.
1: That's a well spent twenty dollars.
3: And that seems like what your music, like when it's out there in the world, is contributing. Is it's like an investment in humanity?
1: Absolutely. That's the way I feel. All of my songs are. Uh, Telling the truth in some kind of shape, form, or fashion. I'm tell- either telling on somebody or telling about somebody. And it's something that has occurred. You know, it's a piece of life.
3: And sometimes you're telling on yourself, it seems like.
1: <laughs> All the time I'm telling on myself. Or something that I've seen or something that I did. You know, that's why I'm not doing very much anymore.
3: I can see the halo, Andre.
1: Oh, it's definitely circling around. (laughs) No
3: question. Thanks so much for being here today. This is perfectly welcome. This has just been—it's just a great hour with you. Thank
1: you. You You know, um, having said that, back when I was working for Motown and was living in Detroit, I held Ann Arbor in the highest of esteem. Because I thought that's where all your geniuses came from. I mean, seriously. I thought this was a place to where... This is the where they grow scientists. You know, this is... If I was going to go to college, it would have been Ann Arbor. You know, even though I had never been here at the time. But I had heard about Ann Arbor years and years ago. You know, this is, this is the place to be. You know, and then when I finally start coming here and meeting people and doing things around here, I found out that I was not disappointed. This is a great little town.
3: And you said that you you were here and you were playing at the Blind Pig, too. Yeah.
1: And um, I was younger then. I was dating a few older seniors. They were younger than me, but I've always been a juvenile robber. (laughs) I've always liked them younger than me Ah, up until ah. here recently
3: with yes 88.3
1: is still jailbait (laughs) and it is jailbait Uh, don't forget to pick up my perfume Perfume. yeah I got a brand new perfume line out and it will be on display and it will be available it was called Sweets.
3: Oh, great!
1: But uh, there was a company in in uh, Wisconsin that had a perfume out called Sweets. So we had to ch- we're using the same cover, but we ha- changed it to Humping, Bumping, and Thumping Perfume.
3: Now that's yeah, so that's
1: that, genius. That's what we're <laughs> going to be selling: the Humping, Bumping, and Thumping Perfume and the Sweets book.
3: Andre, just come back, please. Whenever you're in town, will you yes, just think just, think of us? You got my
1: cell number, <laughs> okay. So just call me. I'll uh, get your engineer to call me, okay. or, the, or the station manager, okay. Anybody to represent you guys, <laughs> just hit me up.
3: And then maybe we just you know maybe we, even if you're at home in Chicago, we Do can it. pipe you in, right? Yes, okay, yes, that'll be just wonderful. Call me, call okay.
1: Me. Y'all have uh, become my favorite people. One of my favorite people, and DC. You're my man. Thank you very much for building me up by donating the twenty bucks.
3: Thanks for listening. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you, Andre Williams, Thank you. and thanks. Please give to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. You've got living writers. I'm T Hetzel. Until next time.
4: I'm running. Yes, before it's too late, trying to get away from that jail bag. It's a rough temptation, but a common invitation and a good association, but a quick elimination that will take you out of circulation. Yes, I'm talking about that younger generation. So take my advice, fellas. For goodness sake. 15, 16, 17. That's jail, Bailey. Now they swear that they're in love. That you and her are my stars above. And she's looking mighty good.
2: As many of you know, WCBN-FM is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. I'm talking with Floyd Remley, a retired data analyst who claims to have listened to WCBN continuously since January 23rd, 1972. Is that right, Mr. Remley? Yes, that's right. Night and day for 50 years, I've heard every program on WCBN-FM since the beginning. Well, don't you sleep at night? Well, of course, yes, but I like to keep the radio going in the living room and just turn it down a bit. Don't want to disturb the neighbors. I see. Uh, Mr. Remley, is this the radio you've been listening to WCBN on all these years? Yes, they don't make them like this anymore. This Zenith Transoceanic portable is still going strong since I first tuned it to WCBN for sounds I couldn't hear anywhere else. Well, I'm sure you've had to change the batteries at some point. You know, I thought of that about 49 years ago, so I bought another one and just switch radios every few months. I see. Is there anything you haven't heard in 50 years of listening to WCBN? That's funny you should ask, because I've been keeping keeping a checklist of the various kinds of music they play, and I was down to two that I've never heard, Tasmanian ska and Lithuanian zither music. But uh, Brian played some Tasmanian ska last week, so that just leaves the Lithuanian zither. Well, give it time, Mr. Remley. I'm sure WCBN will get around to that too. No doubt, yes, and I would like to urge everyone who's listening to donate to the radio station at wcbn.org during the 50th anniversary fundraiser, from now until February 20th, so that I can complete my checklist soon. Say, are those fresh batteries you have there? Because I'll be needing another set soon. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Remley, for sharing your WCBN experiences with us. And remember, you don't need to listen 24 hours a day to appreciate the diversity of sound that WCBN has to offer. Show your support by visiting wcbn.org and clicking the Donate tab. I so like Blossom, dearie. This is Noam Chomsky. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Glad to be with you.
3: Hi, this is
4: George
2: Saunders. This is Charles Baxter.
3: I'm T. Hetzel, and today in the studio we have Andrea Barrett.
2: This is Gary Snyder. I'm Nami Moon. This is Richard Price. Listen to Living Writers Wednesdays on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
0: It is a lovely afternoon because you decided to tune your FM dial to 88.3. The station is WCBN-FM emanating out of Ann Arbor, and the show is the Daily Sports Report. My name is Joshua Tenzer. I am joined here by Owen Klein. We're going to bring you all the sports news for the next half hour of coverage. Owen, how are you doing? I'm great, Josh. Uh, we had a little pre-show discussion about some current events in sports. Obviously, the Super Bowl yeah, marking an end to an excellent football year, both uh, college and pro we got Olympics going on, yes, hockey, I know you're interested in that, yeah. uh, some college basketball as well, so kind of in a no man's land of sports, but there's still a lot of things to talk about. It's always a uh, strange show, the one that's right after the Super Bowl right. week, but not the yeah. Monday show that gets the Super Bowl, and now we're at the Wednesday, and now that you know, there's no Thursday Night Football, there's no Weekend of Football ahead, the rest of the shows in the week are slowly starting to find their place and find their news. We're moving away from the actual game. And more towards like the long-term implications of the game. Exactly, if and that, also NBA is coming up more, yes. MLB is coming up more, yeah. NHL is coming up more. So there was some stuff going around the Twitter sphere yes. earlier this morning, per usual. Yes, and, and you know Twitter usually shovels a lot of garbage at a lot of people's faces, and I saw something that I just thought was very interesting. Maybe because of the timing of it, maybe because of the actual amount of arguing that's happening. Yep. But I saw—I forget who, which football player it was. Um, do you remember? Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, thank you. I saw Richard Sherman come out and say something about Matthew Stafford, whether he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or not. Yes. Now, this is a premature discussion. It is. Obviously, Very. Matthew Stafford, he just won a ring. He's coming back for another year at least. He's not retiring. He's not injured. It's super early to have this discussion. Yes. Having said that, when all is said in